1: Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Uh, I'm Patrick and I'm joined by my good friend and frequent guest on this show, Vubang. What's up, Vubang? What's up, Patrick? Did you read that article on ESPN uh, the drip about Draymond Green at all? I did. I read it after you said it to me.
0: It's just... Here's my, can I, can I give my take before we go into the details yeah, about that? yeah, yeah, yeah. There is so much narrative building that occurs after he does an action. And we talk about his narrative, but we never actually talk about his narrative. Like he punches somebody in the face, a coworker. And all we talk about is a narrative of the reaction to it, but we never actually talk about the actual punch. Because in every other industry, if you get punched in the face, you get actually <laughs> in trouble. And so I'm just tired. I don't actually want to read anything that Draymond writes or talks about anymore. I just want to follow his actual actions. And so what happens with CP3, if there's drama or anything that happens, I'm not going to follow his narrative about the relationship. I'm going to look for body language during basketball games because that's all I care about.
1: Yeah, no. um what was the you know for listeners who haven't read it like what is the gist of the article in like two sentences? Oh God, you're gonna have to explain that. Okay, so it was an interview with uh, uh, ESP on ESPN with uh, that dude Om, and um, you know he was just talking. about- You don't about want to pronounce he-
0: his name. You have to. You don't want to respect his Thai name.
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know his last name. <laughs> Do you know it?
0: It's Om um, Om um, Sako. Uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce it. It's a very yeah, okay. it's an amazing right. name.
1: I love his name. All right, you know that's that's going to end up in this episode. And uh, you know, as a Southeast Asian person, <laughs> it's embarrassing. We're the worst. I know. Let me yeah. let me look it up. You called me out and couldn't even do it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, while you look that up, the Om
0: Young Masuk. What is it? Om Young Masuk.
1: Om Young Okay, great. So uh, it was an interview, an article by him, and. I mean, it's basically a PR piece, you know, fluff, whatever Uh Draymond spinning spending the narrative as usual. And, you know, like part of the reason why I needed a break from uh, talking about the Warriors and just basketball, because last season, last two seasons, I recorded all through the offseason, at least once a week, sometimes twice. Uh, but it was just like this. Uh, I love Draymond, what he's done over the years. Uh, I love him on the court, but, you know, just everything from last season, uh, it stinks, you know, like he ruined last season, plain and simple, Uh, and everything was a ripple effect from that action that he took as the quote unquote leader, as an old head uh, slugging some dude, and we don't know what it was, and the organization and the players gaslit everybody who said it was affecting the team, you know, we were saying it, uh, it can't be good, right? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, it's fine. It happens uh, it's sports, competitive um, punches happen, sure. But like, you know, the effect of like the trust, the leadership. And whenever Draymond's spoken on it, he's talked about how it, it affected him as a leader. Dude, no one affected you. <laughs> like you did this to yourself. So like he says he couldn't be a leader because... Uh, of the reaction to it. It's like, no, man, like you gotta, that's, that's not how you phrase that. Right. And even though I'm more than happy uh, that Jordan pool's gone because I was kind of tired of his game. um, I sided with him in this whole like punch BS. So um, just reading that I'm like, Oh man, I just like you, I just don't really want more uh, Draymond, you know, media mogul, spin and trying to pour sunshine on, uh, on all this stuff. So uh, I'm pulling for Draymond all the time. I don't necessarily think he's a bad dude, but just like his kind of continual like uh, playing almost like he was the victim in this thing, you know, like he, I think deep down, it seems like he, he thinks he's a victim of the media and overreaction or something, but um, you know, he killed the season. You know, when people talk about why the Warriors are so bad on the road and everyone would say like, oh, teams get up for them, which is true. They're the champs. Or teams amazingly shoot great from three against them on the road. That's no, because they hated each other. They didn't like each other. And they, there's no chemistry uh, when you have to like stay in hotels, eat team meals, go through like shoot arounds and other cities. Remember the days when David Lee was still on the team and they were on the fly and they'd be rapping about like cocaine or something. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) All those like viral videos that got out. That's a team that likes each other. Um, We didn't see any kind of hint of that in the off season. So I don't know. Sorry. That was kind of ranty. Uh, (laughs) That's uh, two months worth of uh, staying away from hoops, but um, putting that all behind me.
0: My, My whole take is let's take basketball out of this. And talk about like as an hr move if this happened the equivalent would be like whoever you are listening if you're in the office and somebody punches you in the face and suddenly everybody else has to take hr training about anger management and the person who punched you in the face gets to go around talking about how they were the victim in all of this that's the equivalent like if this was any other thing other than basketball professional sports that person would be in trouble or fired so Everything that he did was the exact opposite of what you should be doing. I don't even want to get into the whole like Jordan Poole's family reacting on on Twitter, but Ugh, we yeah. can probably tell that um, you know, Jordan Poole took the high road in all of this. I know it affected his game, but the fact that he hasn't talked about it um and just done it with facial expressions has been hilarious to me.
1: Yeah. Uh I think um he's done what he uh, like he's gone about this the only way he can because Draymond is you know oh yeah you know i said this uh, earlier in the off season i said you know draymond kind of has gone from that lovable underdog uh to an obnoxious front runner and i felt that way before and you know like when i read stuff like this it's like oh yeah you know like he thinks he probably thinks he's not at fault you know what i mean
0: i just don't think he's self-aware he lacks a complete sense of self-awareness
1: exactly like you know you have to be a certain way to get to this point confident not listen to the chatter and um you know because also when you're a figure like that public figure you're getting like nonsense chatter from so many people who are just talking trash um but it's also like hey uh he had a long leash because steph will never let draymond leave the team as long as he's there and kerr ain't gonna ever contradict steph so it's like yeah draymond's coming back you know what i mean if it's a question of draymond and uh any of the youngsters it's draymond draymond pool draymond wiseman draymond anyone else you know so um but uh I don't put that put that all behind and this whole idea that pool that pool chris paul and draymond can they play together of course they can play together you know, they're not like, first of all, they're old heads. So they understand what's on uh, on the table here, what's at stake. And they aren't like guys who physically fought. I mean, if, if Dennis Rodman can play with Scottie Pippen and win three titles, uh, Chris Paul and uh, Draymond, who've just had on-court rivalries and, you know, trash talking, yeah, that that's going to, you know, be fine. They can play like... Uh, in terms of personalities Uh, in terms of on the court stuff, like, you know, who's handling the ball. Yeah. they'll get all worked out. These guys are basketball geniuses. You know what I mean? They'll figure out who uh, can do what and when and how to make it all kind of fit together uh, in, in that respect. Do you have any concerns besides like Chris Paul's age and injury history in terms of him, like playing with the warriors and get along with the dudes? Absolutely not. Like,
0: and I think in terms of him with Draymond, you know, this is a situation where both of these players are the kind of players that you love on your team, but hate on the other team. And it's just a big yeah. science experiment to add them together on the same team. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I plan on getting a Jordan Poole uh, jersey and ripping the pool out and, um, you know, just penciling in Paul in the back.
1: Dude, um, those are on sale on the Warriors site, like uh, Jordan Poole jerseys.
0: So. <laughs> $18, get one now. Just you know, <laughs> Google how to remove uh, a, st- a stitching in the back. Um, on your swingman jersey but yeah i mean i think he's gonna be great um i just don't like this chatter of him starting
1: which is kind of weird uh yeah 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 i don't know like i don't know how that's all gonna play out i haven't like when he when the trade first happened i I had all these thoughts and i'm not even sure and i don't even care (laughs) and i don't care who starts uh it's who finishes you know what i mean and like cp has to understand that he's 38 39 i don't know how old he is at this point but like you know He's uh he's joining a team that's won four titles, should have been more. But um, you know, and if he starts, who's sitting? You know what I mean? Ain't on ain't obviously Steph. Uh Clay is not gonna be cool with sitting in a contract year, especially. And um if you bench Looney, that is a small team and you're <laughs> not gonna get hurt. He's gonna get hurt before the calendar flips twenty twenty four, you know.
0: Yeah, do you remember that year, Steph? Um, in order to get his minutes right, had to come off the bench. Yeah, just for his minutes. I mean, I don't know how you set up Chris Paul's minutes. I mean, I, I assume he's not going to play a significant number of minutes, but I assume he wants to play when it matters the most, and it's not going to be the first five minutes of every game.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I mean, you could always get Wiggins to sit because that guy <laughs> do anything, right? And then put uh, put Clay at small forward, but. Um, yeah. It's about who, who finishes. And, you know, like one reason why I loved the trade when it happened besides getting rid of like, you know, I always said that somebody has to go pool or Draymond obviously it's going to be pool. Um, you can't just return the same team and expect like, as a summer of not seeing each other is going to heal wounds. But uh, what I liked was like, now you have this change of pace and also Uh, Change of pace with like the second unit and then also uh, a reliable point guard who can run the second unit that we haven't had in, you know, since, uh, you know, our favorite Brad Wanamaker. Just kidding. (laughs) You know what I mean? So like, uh, you know, because Steph had talked about how Jordan Poole can play his role so well uh, in the offense that there was no change of pace. The, the other defense can just play the same defense. They don't have to worry about Sean Livingston changing things up or uh, David West uh, shooting mid-rangers and all this. So Chris Paul brings a different look that other teams have to adjust to. And he can, you as know, has been said many times, get the other teams to uh, or get the other players like the young dudes, you know, set them up for better seasons. You know it's
0: going to be so and i remember how automatic livingston's mid-range was whenever he came in we're just like okay yeah. he's gonna make this he'll make this one too it's yeah. gonna to be nice
1: to see that with chris ball going to the elbow but exactly exactly and it's a more dependable shot and uh and now i'm like oh uh did they change the foul rules this summer like you'll get, they were supposed to a couple years ago and then they went back and I don't know if we're going to change it now, but now we actually have one of the players I've loathed for, for years and years, uh, for somebody who, uh, baited for free throws all the time. So
0: it's going to be so fun. I mean, have we talked about this yet? Have you talked about, I mean, this year is going to be so fun to watch, especially if Dwight Howard comes in with Chris Paul. Oh my God.
1: It's all going to be pretty hilarious. And all that I wanted at the end of last season, I mean, there were plenty of things, but the general, you know, big picture was like, please do not return the same team. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> at the time, all the talk was like, yeah, we can we can bring it back and, you know, make some adjustments on the fringes. But it's like, no, please, please give us something else to watch because the product on the floor was brutal brutal uh in relation to the uh expectations and what we know these um these guys can do in general. Um real quick, uh two more things. Uh where in the West, just off the top of your head, off the top of your head, where uh are the Warriors or maybe just what are your top five in the West right now?
0: Yeah, I mean obviously I think it's it's Denver at the very top. And everybody else is below i mean i don't believe in the clippers i don't believe in the mavs um, for both of those for injury reasons um i think the kings are going to be good but i don't think they're going to be exponentially that much better
1: javel puts them uh, over the top <laughs> no
0: i don't i don't know i mean until the kings prove they're not the kings right like the the warriors year where you know we lost to the clippers and then ended up being really good like is that the King's corollary? Is that do you feel like that's the same thing where the trajectory goes up after that? I'm not sure. I don't believe in Memphis. Um, I don't think um ja is really gonna come back after 2025 20, games and just suddenly make everything better. I don't believe in JJJ staying healthy. Um Portland, no, Rockets, no, Minnesota, no. And so I don't know where that puts us, but I think it's in a good top four for sure.
1: Yeah. Off the top of my head, I haven't looked at the rosters uh, in the West. Uh, I put the Warriors three. I put um, Denver, Lakers, Warriors. Uh, so I feel the same about the Kings. They're going to be very good. Um, and let me preface this by saying, like, I don't necessarily think these are the way they're going to end up because of mm-hmm. rest, because of injuries. Uh, the uh, the Warriors are always just, you know, they're good top four, whatever, if, if they can get there. But in terms of what teams I think are like I guess power rankings. Uh Nuggets, Lakers, Warriors, and then maybe I go Suns. Oh, the Suns are up there too. So Suns, Warriors, that is 3-4 swap to me. Lakers, I put ahead again, all this is dependent on health, right? Um, but uh I, I like what the Lakers have done. They've added a bunch of dudes and uh LeBron's always been good at getting guys to play the roles for him so as much as it pains me I, I think they're going to be pretty good and um and Austin Reeves uh you know like <laughs> the second coming <laughs> but, but I think he'll be even better next season I don't think he's as, like as good as everybody thinks but he'll be better so uh all that stuff so I put the the Warriors uh I'll, I'll say I'll say 3 for now ahead of the Suns and then I think after that it's kings um and uh who else um i don't know mavericks i think i
0: think the lakers suns and warriors have to be sort of in the in the mix at the same time because you can't just separate health from all that like right it's just a big it's just a big jumble of like health concerns and out of all those players i think in order i'm knock knock on wood i think it's anthony davis then lebron and then um KD in terms of health. Like who's actually gonna make it through? Um, you know, just like I don't trust um Kyrie to make it three, four rounds in the playoffs. I don't I wouldn't bet, I wouldn't bet on any of those players.
1: It's just rough. And that's the thing, right? You clump those three veteran teams in the West together and it's like, all right, it, it really is just who's healthy, you know. That's because if the Warriors with CP are, are healthy, like I'll take them against the Lakers. I'll, you know, like there's no uh, real favorite in that one, in my opinion. i um, so uh, at least at this point. Uh, but
0: a fully healthy Lakers that would take over any of those teams. I mean, because that means Anthony Davis and
1: LeBron are healthy. That's true. That's why I have them at two. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, now I'm getting excited for the season. It's like what
0: training camp starts in like a month or something. You didn't get excited with all the all the news I sent you. I mean, you didn't say anything when I sent the Patrick McCaw gets deported from Belgium. Like, those, th- th- these are great tidbits of news that I've been giving you all off season.
1: Like, like I said, I haven't been on the group decks that often. Um, and then like, I would miss stuff because uh, it would just become this long train of like randomness. <laughs> um, but Patrick McCaw getting arrested is, uh, yeah, I mean, three. Deported, not arrested. Oh, okay. From where? From Belgium. He he signed with a team in
0: Belgium, and they can't confirm whether or not he had a fake passport or an expired passport. But he didn't get into the country.
1: Bro, I hope it's expired because I can see somebody overlooking that. But like fake would be just ridiculous.
0: No, let me just say it's odd because he played in Toronto.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. (laughs) But when was the last time he played there? And and, uh, passport expires after – maybe he had the passport his rookie year, right? And gotcha. then after five years, he was out of the that makes Total sense. Did he become a Canadian
0: citizen too during during these two years in Canada? I don't
1: know, man. So. But if he doesn't hit that three pointer against the Warriors uh, end of the first half in Game One, uh, the Warriors win that series even without KD and uh, Clay. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Are you a Warriors fan who's also a San Francisco Giants fan like me? Then this message is for you. What will the Giants do at the trade deadline? Can they make a deep postseason run? Could Patrick Bailey be the next Buster Posey? These are the questions that keep Brian Murphy and Doug Bruzoni awake at night. And twice a week, they voice their thoughts on these matters and more as hosts of Giants Croncast, the San Francisco Giants podcast on Fans First Sports Network. Brian and Doug are bloggers who've been on the Giants beat for a decade. And every Monday and Thursday, they assess the state of the roster, the thinking behind the front office's decisions, and the quality of the farm system. It's a comprehensive look at the orange and black. Giants Croncast, the first, best, and only podcast you'll need about the San Francisco Giants right here on Fans First Sports Network and available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Okay, so my surprise question for you is, why do you hate the Warriors youngsters so much?
0: (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? Which ones? You got to be more specific.
1: Uh, Kumenga. Why do I hate him? Yeah.
0: I mean, w- w- have you, did you watch Fred's Wagner against the Warriors? I mean, against against Amer- the U- US? I did not it's watch just,
1: any uh, FIFA or FIFA. I just
0: really wish that we had thought about getting good players to play with our big three earlier instead of... I mean, in hindsight, we did win one championship going the two age directions, but like... Jonathan Kaminga has got to make it this year for me to care. But even then, he just feels like he's playing a different sport. But I do like like the possibility of him.
1: Like when you see him out there, like what what do you see uh, that makes it feel like a different sport?
0: I feel like he is obviously more athletic and relies on it. But I also feel like in his head, he's like working out all the play, like step by step. Like I should be here, be here. And then I get the ball and I pass the ball. It still doesn't seem as fluid and as automatic. But if he could do if he can get what a DeAndre Ayton got from CP, then that I mean that's supposed to fix everything, right? The CP pill is supposed to fix everything.
1: <laughs> Why do you hate James Wiseman so much? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Who <laughs> loves James? Moore. Who actually likes you know what's really fun to me is like I randomly still look up Detroit Pistons, James Wiseman news, and there's like just no news. It's just like he's still here. He wants to be a rapper or he likes to be a dj like it's like he's so into dj and record collecting that i'm like does he really he's like one of those players that just grew into seven foot three and doesn't necessarily want to play basketball did you watch winning time
1: uh no i couldn't stand the first couple episodes
0: because the whole thing is about how like kareem doesn't really want to play basketball he wants to do all these other things because you know now he's obviously like a statesman and does amazing stuff but like back then it's like does he really want to play basketball but he's obviously very good at basketball. So imagine James Wiseman in the same thing, but not good at basketball.
1: I, I guess my question is like, because uh, I know his shortcomings, right? I also know how he got to where he he ended up. But I feel bad for the kid. I just like, because I, I ask you, I,
0: you. can't You can't feel bad for people that make more money than you. You just have to save yourself from that. Please don't feel bad for people that make more money than you. A lot more money, I should say,
1: but it's all relative in like the context of of sports, right? I mean, because you actively don't like him, right? Like you you pile on <laughs> him, right? No, I'm just bringing this up because, and it's it's fair, it's fair. Uh, so I'm just I'm just wondering, like, if because he represents like a uh, he's like one of those he many- represents
0: the biggest missed opportunity. That's what he that's what he means. Yeah, that's what he means to me. Yeah. It's just, it's just years that we don't get back. back. It's Halliburton Not that we don't back. get back. I keep saying to myself, like because of the draft picks that we made, we ended up with a championship as a result. And there's no way any of us would give that up. But if we still won a championship, would we still have a one-on-one championship with Halliburton? Like with the butterfly flapping its wings in China, would somebody have gotten hurt and we wouldn't have gotten a championship <laughs> with Halliburton on the team, you know?
1: Oh, I mean, like sure, uh, Halliburton would have gotten the championship most likely if things played out similarly. Uh, but uh, no, I just find it interesting, right? Because like, I guess the uh, the 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 rhetoric that I see uh, from people in general, I just uh, I'm like, man, people really hate you did, this did, kid.
0: Did you make it? Did you make it to like I think it was episode four or five of Winning Time where they talk about Red Arbach? making the trade with the warriors that landed them
1: no 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 i'm glad thank you for warning me cuz that's a that's a trigger warning for me
0: oh man it was it was rough <laughs> to see and 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 if it wasn't because of the warriors now they probably wouldn't mention the warriors but like the fact that it's the warriors now and it's part of our legacy that no one remembers
1: right right that the
0: entire you know 80s celtics was just based on one trade
1: yeah yeah i mean you don't understand when I learned about that. Like, uh, that was before my time. But like, uh, when I learned about that, I was like, "No way!" Because <laughs> before the internet, right? Like, you you hear this yeah. piece of trivia, and you're like, "No, are you kidding me?" We had uh, Robert Parrish, Parrish for two years, and then we gave up the pick, the number three pick, right? That became McHale, um, and that just set off uh, what twenty five years of of, uh, ups and mostly downs, right. Like, and then repeating history, repeating itself with bad decisions and, um, and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, I find the, 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 uh, two timeline thing. I just hate the fact that it was, uh, had this moniker because, uh, and you know, for people who listen to the show, like I've kind of mentioned this in the past, it's like, I, no one has been able to tell me, uh, like everyone says, like, no one's ever done it before, but uh, no one's ever told me, like, when I say, show me a dynasty team that's won multiple championships with their core intact that has had three lottery picks.
0: But, but it could have worked out if we picked Halliburton and Franz Wagner. Wagner. It would have worked out. It's just the timeline thing would still work out if they picked the right players.
1: But it also would have worked out if they didn't go all in on the draft. I think last season. I mean, that's my stance. Like they, they, they put too much on the young guys, um, and then you know, then the then Draymond and all that. You know, set to see it because like if they, if they had just been like, okay, we have three lottery picks. Let's, uh, let's, let's stay with that. Let's leave well enough alone, and then not. And I'm not. Uh, I'll go back and say, hey, I was cool with the draft picks, uh, Baldwin and wrong but like that's i think where um you know you know you could always argue that like oh we should have picked so and so instead but yeah sure but like uh, to me uh that's where things started kind of uh falling apart in hindsight in hindsight you know not that i knew it at the time
0: the problem with the two timeline thing was it's not two timeline it's they went high upside for the second time timeline like super high upside and so Going with a guy like Kaminga over – I'm looking at the draft list right now – over Franz Wagner, Davian Mitchell, Chris Duarte, Corey Kispert. Alperin – I mean, Alperin Schengroon was also a project, but obviously a faster project than Wiseman, obviously. It's just – if they just picked somebody who was like – if 10 is ultimate project and one is low upside, but they can play tomorrow and fit the eighth slot, they went with nine.
1: I would take Kaminga over any of those guys except for Wagner at this point. Like, there, there's no question to me. Duarte, Duarte? Uh, Davion Mitchell. Davion Mitchell played uh, in the uh, series against the Warriors, whereas Kaminga got benched. But that to me isn't an indictment strictly of Kaminga. That's an indictment of the Warriors team and the coach. Um, and I mean, that's a whole other issue why he didn't play. But uh, I think. That, you know, like with the Wiseman thing, you didn't know what was going to, you know, they, they had, they, they were all swinging uh, because they didn't know what they were going to get coming out of that. Right. I,
0: I think I mentioned this before. I'm always going to, this is the thing I'm, I'm going to die on. This is the thing I'm going to die on is throughout the, this will be on my gravestone. Throughout the entire draft process, it's all on Zoom. Right. Nobody's meeting each other in person. And have you heard James Wiseman talk in interviews or even in prints versus Halliburton? Oh, oh my God, <laughs> Halliburton, it, like out of all the players in that draft year, if like just hearing Halliburton over Zoom, I'd just be like, I want this guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, are you telling me that like out of everybody in that draft, that draft day, you were 100% Halliburton?
0: No, no, of course not. But I didn't listen to. I wasn't in Zoom interviews with these guys, right? All I do is listen to Halliburton. If Halliburton has a podcast out there, do you listen to it? Because I do. I listen to Halliburton podcasts.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I don't. But
0: he's a very interesting guy.
1: Yeah, um, I wanted Halliburton, but he definitely like wasn't the one where I was like, oh yeah, let's take him at two. I was like, can oh, we, the they were can two we, two. can we go back and get him at four? You know, because. Um, or 12 where he landed. Right. Right. And it's funny because like, everybody say like, like it's, it's weird because he dropped and then he proved everybody wrong. Like it wasn't like people didn't know he was good. It's like just no one took a swing at him. It's like, he wasn't an underdog that surprised people at 12 or whatever. He was a dude that was weirdly falling. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, he's not, it's not a shock that he's this good. People said he, all the things that were pros for him uh, have come to uh, fruition, but.
0: Uh, and it's hilarious because he still got traded. Like people still didn't believe, somebody still didn't believe in him.
1: Yeah, and I am and I was making fun of the Kings for that trade, but you know, the Kings worked it out. And uh, I'm very, very, and I'm really impressed with uh, De'Aaron Fox because I thought that guy was just like a, You know, a numbers guy, a guy who could never really figure out how to get a team to win, but he's good. He's really good. And like you were saying before, it's obviously very reminiscent of not necessarily when the Warriors lost to uh, the Clippers. It's more reminiscent to when they lost to the Spurs the year before and pushed the Spurs. Uh, I expected the Warriors to make a leap next season. But they just ran into a bad matchup with the Clippers, uh, so we'll see what happens with the Kings. They they might prove me wrong, and they might be better than. Uh, odds are they'll probably be healthier than the uh, old head teams uh, that I ranked ahead of them. But
0: yeah, they might care less about the regular season. It's a bad. It's a bad uh, year to for that to matter. They can't really rest players as
1: much. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> cool, man. Well, thank you for uh, coming on to the show short notice. Uh love that. I was, I texted Vubang yesterday. I was like, "Hey man, I'm thinking of uh, finally do another show. Uh can you come on?" <laughs> I, I have a I have a lot to say over the summer. Cool. Cool. <laughs> well, uh uh I'll have you back on man. So, uh thank you uh once again. I'll check you out later. Yeah,
0: we're going to do our yearly uh, 2020 draft. we um, re- redraft. That's what we're going to do every year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Apparently, we're going to do a 2021 as well. Right? Yeah. <laughs> or uh, where in the world is Patrick McCaw? Oh God! You,
0: I mean, I should stop following him on Twitter then, right?
1: <laughs> where in the world is Jemichael Green? Uh, where in the world is Anthony Lamb? <sighs> God, get all that bad karma out the way from last year. All right, man, I'll uh, I'll see you on the group text. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors, check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen the Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review, saying good stuff about the show on Apple Podcasts. That would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs.